Here are several reasons why you should choose Tally and Twine Watch Company. Number one, we offer a two-year product warranty, so don't worry about fading or malfunctions. Number two, there's no risk to you. We offer both free shipping and free returns. Number three, the number seven represents completion and reminds you to finish what you start. Number four, why buy a lookalike watch when you can wear a true conversation piece? Number five, your satisfaction is guaranteed and we have hundreds of reviews to prove it. Number six, you can choose from our metal, leather, or canvas timepieces and we have styles for every occasion. Number seven, we offer the best features at the best value, hands down. Tally and Twine Watch Company, it's time to make your mark. Welcome to the Savage Truth Podcast. This is Pastor Roy Dockery. First of all, I want to thank you for joining us again for another episode. Um, on today, this isn't going to be uh, one of our typical episodes. I'm actually going to share um, a sermon that I did uh, this past week during uh, Holy Week Revival at World Victory International Christian Center. So just want to make an introduction to that and, uh, and to let you guys know that we'll be obviously following up on the on the next episode um, on a few topics. But I wanted to, to share this word, especially in the midst of the pandemic, in the in the crisis that we're in um, as a country. And the, the message that was delivered is about enduring through the process, right? This process of isolation and quarantine and, and kind of being shut down. Um, I wanted to, to offer some insight and hopefully um, some, some, some hope in what we can do during this time and how we can use this process to get into better alignment with God, how to, how to get ourselves, um, you know, in a, in a more productive situation um, as, we, as we reset a few things and we reset some expectations to get back in line with where God wants us to be. So I hope that you enjoy this message. Um, I want to thank you all uh, for joining us today on the Savage Truth Podcast, and we'll, we look forward to hearing from you soon. God bless. Good evening, everybody. First of all, I want to thank the, my church family at World Victory International Christian Center for inviting me just to participate in this virtual revival uh, for Holy Week here in this very unique 2020. Um, most of you don't know me, and if you did know me, you would barely recognize me um, as the, you know, the young man that used to run sound at Anderson Grove Church back in the day when we were still out in the country. I'm a proud Anderson Grove Church in the country alumni. <laughs> so I had the privilege to be mentored and discipled by Pastor Starks, who most of you refer to as, as Bishop Starks, um, from around 2002 to 2006. Um, the example of his dedication, his faith, his um, just his confidence, the way that he lived as a, um, as a husband, as a leader, and as a representative of his community had a lasting impact on me. And, and honestly, it allowed me um, to continue to go even after I left Greensboro and it stayed with me, right? So his prayers, his love, um, and even his thoughts just stay with me. So I'm glad to be here um, today and glad to be able to speak. So I am Pastor Roy. Nice to meet you. <laughs> so we're, we're together today in the theme of, our, of this virtual week, this, this revival. Uh, Pastor Starks, um, you know, went before the Lord in prayer and, and tried to come back with a thought or just, a, I guess, something that we could summarize that everybody could touch on as we go throughout the week. And he came back 
with the theme of reset. And you'll see through the course of me speaking, I like to utilize definitions. So I, just to start out, the word reset means to set again or to set differently, right? And so with that, I'm glad to be in a season of, of my life and of my family's life where God is resetting us and even placing us again in the Greensboro, North Carolina area coming this summer, um, just depending on construction schedules, whenever my house <laughs> will be finished being built. Um, and that is to, you know, God just gave us the, the, the clarity and the direction to continue on with a greater focus, with greater clarity, greater resources, and, and obviously greater faith. So before we get into the message today, let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you. God, I thank you for the opportunity to be before your people. God, I thank you for an opportunity, even virtually, God, to fellowship with like believers. God, everyone under the sound of my voice, God, everyone who's on this live feed, those who are worshiping with us, God, those who are who are following along, God, I pray that you bless every household, God. I pray, I pray that you bless it with provision, God. I pray that you bless it with health, God. I pray that you bless it with healing, Father, um, and that in this time of reset, God, we continue to grow closer to you. We continue to understand you, God. We continue not to ask what um, should we do in this situation, but we should continue to ask God, why do you have us in this situation and what can we learn from it, God, to strengthen our faith, God, to strengthen our love and our commitment to our neighbors and to our brothers. So, God, we thank you, God. I'm, it's just my pleasure to be here amongst family, God. It's my pleasure to be here amongst um, believers, God. I pray that you allow the words that come forth today to be from you, God. I ask that you minimize me and increase your spirit. And it's in the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. So for anyone who doesn't, most of you don't know me. So but I don't watch sports very much. So but I do enjoy a good debate. I like political debate. I like um, debates on topics of race, social justice, criminal justice reform, whatever the topic may be. But when I do get a chance in rare occasions, when I'm traveling in hotels, airports, and, and I do get to see some clips of sports, I often will kind of tend towards people like Stephen A. Smith. Right. And Stephen A. Smith, whenever engaged in some heated debate with another commentator. Right. And I don't always agree with his opinion, but there is one phrase that he uses that I've always shared. And I've shared it in corporate presentations and workshops around the world. And that phrase is trust the process. Now, we're talking about different processes entirely, but the phrase should ring true for Christians as well, because in the midst of crisis and uncertainty, we still need to trust God's process. Our faith should give us peace when the picture is unclear or even when the puzzle isn't coming together the way that we expect it. So even when things are, are unusual, even when things are foggy, even when things aren't going the way that we expect, we should always know as believers based on the promises of God's word that we can trust in his process. So now when we don't fully understand what's going on around us, we have to stand firm on the teaching of Hebrews chapter 11. We have to stand firm on that faith and know that faith is the assurance of things hoped for and the conviction of things not seen. And that is that, and, and that it is only by faith we can please God with our works. Um, we can only please God with our works and our gifts and our sacrifices through faith. So it doesn't matter what we do. It doesn't, but if we're not doing it from a position of faith, then it's, it's going to be difficult for us to please God. So what does it mean, right, to have faith in the midst of a viral epidemic, right? We've dealt with flu seasons, we've dealt with Ebola, but most of it has not come close enough to us that it's tangible, right? Most of it didn't cause job losses. None of it caused mandatory social distancing, right? It didn't cause food and supply shortages. So what is God trying to say 
if we quiet our minds, if we open our hearts, and if we submit to his spirit. Like I said before, Bishop Starks received a message from God for this revival, and God said that it's time for a reset. So I'm going to say that we have to endure the process of a reset because ultimately God's trying to set us up for a time of being upgraded. Now, if you're an 80s baby like me, we don't like the reset button. We grew up in the tradition of Nintendos and Sega Genesis where there was no ability to save a game. So we always looked at reset in a different manner. We looked at a reset button as because um, as, a, as something that basically made us lose all of our progress, right? Many of us look at it as starting over from the beginning, but for those of us that crawled you know, out of our last hole, the ones that got delivered from our last situation, the one that overcame the last crisis, we're not looking for a do-over. So the word reset may be troubling to our spirits. And I'm sure that everyone who will bring a message before me, the people who will bring a message after me this week, right, will continue to tell you that God, uh, you know, that when God puts you into a process of reset, that we have nothing to fear because it's 2020 and a reset does not mean that you are going back to the beginning. A reset does not mean that you're going to lose your progress. And I am an engineer by trade. So I feel like God wants me to give you a little <laughs> geek squad-ish kind of language and letting you know that you need a reset because it's time for an upgrade. Anyone who has a computer, a phone, a tablet, a mobile device, anything, we all get those notifications on a regular basis letting us know, right, even on our, on our devices, letting us know that it's time for an upgrade, right? Our phones tell us that our batteries need to be at least 80% charged, that you need this much memory to handle what's coming down from the cloud, right? That you need this much memory to be able to handle what's trying to be downloaded to you. And our computers even do a quick check, right? Our computers will check our resources to ensure that you have enough space to take a download as well as the processing power to handle a new application or a new update, right? It's, it's a, to take what's coming down from the cloud. Now, most of you have no fear or concern when we hit that update button on our phone or our devices, Right. Because that do that new that new download is available. And that's because you've grown to trust that process. I remember being terrified of updating anything. Right. Having a, a recording studio in our in my home for the last 10 or 15 years, you would do an upgrade and you would lose compatibility. And then all of a sudden my sound drivers don't work. My microphone doesn't want to come on. You know, my monitors start acting weird All my plugins get affected. So we but because technology has become so efficient now, we don't even hesitate to push update on our phones when all of our contacts are in there. Our application is in there. Our banking data is in there. Our, our methods of payment are captured in that same thing. But we've grown so much to trust the process of technology. We've grown so much to trust the process of updates and upgrades that we don't even hesitate to push that button and push our phones and push our technology and our devices through a complete overhaul process. Right. Taking information that we're unaware of, taking um, new features that we haven't even researched that we don't even know if we need, but we're willing to take that process. Right. And in this time of waiting and isolation and seclusion and meditation, we are being updated by the spirit of God. We are being downloaded to by the spirit of God. Right. He's depositing strengths and focus and new and new gifts. And he's given us greater clarity. He's giving us deeper insight. He's given us more love. We've had to have more patience. We've had to exercise more kindness in the fruits of the spirit. But they don't go in effect until you reset. 
So I know I know we virtual, so everybody can tag it, hashtag it or whatever, but I'm going to ask you right now to say it with me. Reset, right? We've all dealt with that prompt to restart now for changes to take effect. So what I want to do is I'm going to dive into three quick points and some scriptures, and I want to help us trust God's process for a reset. So point number one is reset to minimize. We need to reset to minimize. And again, for definitions, the word minimize is defined as reducing something, especially something unwanted or unpleasant, to the smallest possible amount or degree, right? We need to purge our dependence on all things temporary and unnecessary. We need space for this update. So we are going to have to clean out the old photos. We're going to have to remove the useless applications, right? We have to remove all the built up junk that we have that adds no value to God's purpose for our life and is just taking up space. We need to minimize, right? So again, I'm going to type it in the comments, however you want to do it, raise a hand, give an amen. I need you to say it with me, minimize. We need to minimize. So what does God want us to minimize, right? Maybe God wants us to, you know, minimize our selfishness, right? Maybe we need to minimize our desires. Maybe we need to minimize our flesh. Maybe we need to minimize our plans or our kingdoms here on earth. We need to minimize our idolatry of entertainment and sports and things that keep us distracted. We need to minimize our dependencies on things that are not God, right? Jesus said in Matthew chapter 10, verses 38 and 39, whoever does not take up their cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds their life will lose it. And whoever loses their life for my sake will find it. Now that sounds like minimizing to me, right? That sounds like purging our lives of the unnecessary things that will distract us from the process of following God. Right. We're, you know, to to put your to to sacrifice everything and to take up our cross means our hands must be empty. That means we have to let some things go. So that's so when it comes to when it comes to minimizing, we have to understand that when we're going through this process of being upgraded, when we're going through this process and and taking in new information and taking in new capabilities and new functionalities, we have to let some things go. Right. That all computers and tablets and, and technology holds on to temporary files that allow us to more quickly do the things that we're used to. Right. So we're even already tied to. Right. And, and, and we're tied to things that allow us to more effectively move in the things that we do today. So for us to be ready for what we're moving to tomorrow, it might be uncomfortable. It might even be a period of of, a, you know, kind of a period of where it's hinky and things are um, and things are slowed down and you don't understand it and you have to learn new ways. But we've got to get rid of the temporary behaviors. We got to get rid of our temporary obsessions with things that are not eternal so we can move forward and be able to receive and accept the things that God wants us to download. So we're going to say it again, that first point was reset to minimize. Now we're going to move on to the second point. And the second point is we need to reset to optimize. Now the word optimize is defined as making the best or most effective use of something, right? The beautiful thing about an upgrade that most of us overlook is that you can take the same resources, the same system, and the same processors and get a greater result. 
right? Some of us upgrade our phones. Some of us go, you know, stand in line for the newest iPhones or the newest Google phones or the newest Android phones. But in between those times when we replace our technology, we are constantly receiving updates that improve the performance of what we already have right, that more efficiently use the resources we already have without us having to gain or add anything new, right? So the beauty of optimizing is that it's a process of making the best of a situation or resource, right? So God is going to use this season of reset to make the best of you because you have more gifts that you have been having lie dormant. You have not been efficiently using your time. We have not, we have been wasteful with our resources. We have neglected our faith. We have neglected our families. We have neglected our marriages, but God has already given you everything you need, right? To take you to the next level, but we need a little optimization. We need to be taken through God's process right? There are only 24 hours in a day. So God wants us to optimize our time, right? Our family is our first ministry. So God wants us to optimize our priorities. The laborers are few, but the work is plenty. So God wants us to optimize our efforts and optimize our resources. You were built for a specific purpose. So God wants to optimize your ministry, Romans 12, uh, Romans chapter 12, verse two says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what's God, what that, what God's will is his good, pleasing and perfect will. Right? So he is trying to test us in this time. He is trying to show us how to best use what we have. Most of us didn't think we could handle our children's education. Most of us didn't think we could handle more time with our spouses. Most of us didn't think we could live on less resources. Most of us didn't think we could go out and have to do with the absolute minimum because we can't splurge and buy everything that we want from the discount, from the Sam's Club and Costco's and BJ's and Walmart's. But we're making do. So we got comfortable in a state where we had too many resources. We got comfortable where we were able to waste time. We got comfortable where we were able to have excuses. And now a lot of the things that we claim we wanted have now become necessities. So God's using the same resources, the same house, the same children, the same husband, the same wives, the same resources, the same family members. And now we have to optimize and act more effectively. Now we're reaching out and checking on those, uh, the elderly in our family. Now we're checking on the people who we know have multiple children and struggle with resources. Now we're starting to communicate and talk to people we haven't spoken to in a while. Now we're spending more time in our words. We're spending more time praying and fasting because we feel uncomfortable in this time where we've been minimized. And now God's trying to optimize us. So we have all of these questions as we're taking in all of this information and it pushes us back towards God. Because we were running on autopilot before. Everything was fine. We were using what we had. But a lot of us were largely being wasteful. A lot of us was receiving from God. A lot of us, was, was, were we, a lot of us are holding on to our gifts. A lot of us were hoarding our resources. But now it's time for an upgrade. Point number three is that you have to reset to upgrade. An upgrade is defined as raising something to a higher standard. In, a, in particular, um, it's, it's about adding or replacing components when you talk about technology. But I love the fact that it says to raise something to a higher standard. God has several promises 
of upgrades in his word, right? And I'm not talking about the Beyonce kind of upgrades with cars and clothes and houses and new phones and the things that will rust or be destroyed by moths. No, I'm talking about those upgrades with eternal implications. Like Ezekiel 36, 26, that says, and I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you. And I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. And then in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, it says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. And then even back in 2 Corinthians 3, 17, it says, now the Lord is the spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we all with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord who is the spirit. Any upgrade is a process that requires us to minimize what's going on so we can focus and make room to receive what's new. An upgrade is a process that will take what we already have and make greater use of our resources, our time, our talents, our gifts, all by optimizing them. But an upgrade is a process that will lie dormant if we don't activate it until we take the time to fully reset, right? After God helps us minimize and then takes us through the process of optimization, we have already been updated. But for the full transformation to take place, we have to shut everything down. We have to stop all other processes from running. We have to stop all other activities. We have to stop all of the noise and all of the thoughts and all of the distractions in our mind. And we have to fully reset. Right. Most of us know that you can take the download. Your phone can minimize all the resources. You can delete all of your old photos. You can delete all of your old documents. You can clear out all of your temporary files. You can pull everything down to your computer. You can pull everything down to your phone and then it'll keep prompting you and say, are you ready for the upgrade? It need we need to reset. It keeps telling you, you know, the files are ready. The processes have been done. Are you ready for a reset? And I was talking to my brother. He said, it's crazy because you keep delaying it and you delay it once and be like, no, I don't have time to shut down right now. I'm in the middle of my Netflix show. I don't got time to sh shut down right now. I'm working on my board Kings, right? I don't have time to shut down right now. I'm working on my candy crush, but then it starts, the phone starts to progressively get, a, it starts to get a little bit more aggressive. The phone goes from asking you if you would like to restart to telling you <laughs> that you need to restart. It tells you that, you know, you need to restart within the next 24 hours. Your computer tells you you need to restart within the next day, but then that time frame keeps getting shorter. Right. It goes from 24 hours to, to 12 hours to four hours. And then at some point, me and my brother were talking to the phone or your computer, or your tablet just says we're restarting now. <laughs> right. So the restart's going to happen now. We've already minimized. We've already optimized. We've taken the information from the cloud. We can't wait for you anymore because now you're starting to impact the process. You're starting to impact the performance. Your phone starts to run slow. Your computer starts to run slow. Applications don't work. Things don't want to function properly. So I feel like in this time of COVID-19, I feel like as we're dealing with this coronavirus, God got tired of us delaying him. God got tired of us saying that we can wait until next week to read our Bibles. God got tired of saying that we can wait until our next vacation to spend time with our family. God got tired of us saying we'll wait until the school year is over for us to become 
closer with our families and closer with our children. He got tired of us saying the things that we needed before we started ministries. He got tired of us saying that we didn't have the resources to go out and reach people in the community. We wanted them to come in the building at church. God got tired of us delaying him. And it got to the point to where it was no longer a 24 hour request. It wasn't a eight hour request. It wasn't a six hour request. God said, I need you to reset now. So the entire world (laughs) just got paused. The entire world got minimized. Shelter in place orders, right? You, You can't go to certain places. The grocery stores are no longer open 24 hours a day and we're all lamenting when now people don't have to be up all night restocking shelves. They probably get to sleep under the same roof as their children. There's all of this stuff that's happening right now where we feel like we're being restricted, when we feel like our freedom has being, is, is getting taken away, when in reality, all that's been done is it's just been paused. Everything has been paused and say, okay, I need you to pay attention, right? I need you to be able to take this update. I need you to process this information I've been putting on your heart. I need you to utilize these gifts that I've put in your spirit. I need you to walk out in the ministry that I've called you. I need my church to get outside of these four walls, right? I need my ministers to broaden their message. I need people to go care for the widows and the orphans and the sick like I commanded them. I need people to have a mind and consider those who are least amongst them. Right. So now we've got celebrities paying the salaries of of the concession stand workers. Right. We've got CEOs for going their salary so that their people can be paid. Now we're 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 compensating people properly for being grocery store workers or being clerks at a target. Right. We've got teachers who are now getting the appreciation from the same parents who a month ago was complaining about their performance because now you realize our children may be the problem. So God has done all of this to try to get us to look at, one, a lot of the things we've been asking for, right? I don't know how many people are paying attention, but some of the prayers that you put in to the world, some of the requests that you put before God are now being answered, but not in the way that you quite expected. Those prayers about spending more time with your family are being answered. Those prayers about cutting back on your travel are being answered. Those prayers about focusing and spending more time and being able to get into your word. When you were in traffic trying to avoid cussing and saying the Lord's name, now you ain't got to drive to work in traffic no more because you get to work from home. But it's like how much of what we've been doing, how much of what we were complaining about, how much about what's been congesting our spirit and distracting us from focusing on God has just been removed. We were waiting for March Madness. We were waiting for CIAA tournaments. We were waiting, you know, we waiting for the playoffs. We waiting for our team to play. We got all of this stuff going on in life. We got all of this stuff going on around us. And we get so easily distracted whenever a shiny object or something new pops up. But it's like God just came in and said, you know what? I'm not going to wait 24 hours. I'm not going to wait another eight hours. I'm not going to wait another 10 years. I'm not going to wait another five months. Right now, I need you to pay attention. So now believers are focused. Now believers are alert. Right now we're searching for church services. We're looking for people to speak into our lives. We're following our pastor's social media pages. When we were following influencers a couple of weeks before, we paid more attention to celebrities than we did to the people that we put our, the, our spiritual, you know, that we put our spiritual lives in the hands of. But now we follow them because I'm not going to see them on Sunday. Right now, we, 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 we proactively reach out to people to communicate, right? Our children are starting to have genuine relationships instead of just a bunch of social media friends. There's all of these transitions going on in the world, right? The, the oceans can breathe. The, the sea can be clean, right? The, the air, the birds. Like, every time I walk out of my house, the birds are chirping like they're happy that there's no traffic, 
right? That there people aren't everywhere, that we're not just constantly consuming and not being considerate of those that are around us, not being considerate of even those that live with us. But now we have so much silence. We can only listen to our own selfishness. We can only listen to our own complaints. We can only listen to our own, to, to our own real desires. What do we truly want? Right? Do we truly want stronger families? Do we truly want stronger faith? Right? God calls us to rest. He calls us to fast and to pray. And I feel like this pandemic has been an unusual way for him to answer those prayers. But some of you have been receiving from the Lord. Some of you have already been optimized. Some of you have already been minimized. But life has us too busy. Our schedules were too packed to take the time to just shut it down. So God had to step in and shut it down for us, right? Some of us needed to reset our vision. Some of us needed to reset our marriage. Some of us needed to reset our ministry. Some of us needed to reset our finances. Some of us needed to reset our health. Some of us even needed to reset our faith. See, I don't know who I might be talking to right now, but You know who you are because you've questioned God and you went your own way, right? His voice had become quiet, so you didn't even bother to pray. You have tried to fill that void with everything you could find, but there's still an emptiness inside you that can only be filled by the love of God, right? God wants to reset your faith. God wants to remind you that he is in control. God needs you to know that he loves you unconditionally, regardless of your income, regardless of your accomplishments, regardless of your status. In our most broken and depraved state, we are precious in his sight. And he proved his love by sending his son, Jesus Christ, to the cross as a substitution for the penalty I deserve. Let God have his way. Follow God's process and he will take you from one degree of glory to the next. We have to reset to minimize. We have to reset to be optimized. We have to reset and shut it all the way down so that we can be upgraded. And on the other side of this, on the the beauty of God's process is that all the things that he wants us to have, the way that he wants us to walk, the path that's been obstructed by all of the other things that we allow to fall into our lives will be cleared away. And we'll have the silence and the presence of mind to exactly see where God wants us to go to see where God wants us to serve, to see what God wants us to do, to see how God wants us to live. We've been distracted by the American dream. We've been distracted by tradition. We've been distracted by our own goals and ambitions. So since this time right now, this time of pandemic and coronavirus crisis, since it's giving us an opportunity to reset I just pray that you allow God's process to be applied to your life. I pray that you allow God's process to be to be real and true and tangible and that you seek him in the direction that you'll go. We've gotten an opportunity to 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 transition right through the different things that have happened in my life. I managed to have an occupation that allows me to live anywhere. I you know, and so when we got to the point where we were like, okay, we've had a period of time here in Delaware, which is where we're recording this video from. We were like this season of our life has seemed to it's 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 gone. We've gone through that process. We've learned a lot. We've grown a lot. So, God, where would you have us to go next? 
So as we were sitting there, we're thinking about it and we're like, man, let's let's go to the beach. Like, let's head to Florida. Let's get us a little beach house. Let's relax. Or, you know, let's move to a state that has no income tax. Right. Let's go to um, to, to Waco, Texas and go kick it with Chip and Joanna Gaines and get some rustic barn wood or something on the house because my wife loves DIY HGTV channels. But we started going through all these processes and we couldn't get any clarity. And I remember my brother looking at me like, yeah, I can keep, you know, picking all that stuff if you want. But when we paused and changed the question, right, when we when we shut down what we were thinking about, when we shut down our desires to be somewhere comfortable, to be somewhere near the beach, and we finally asked God, you know what, if you've, if you've given us the ability to be mobile, if you've given us the ability to go transplant somewhere else, we didn't quieted our spirit and we asked the question like, God, where do you want our ministry to go, right? My family is our ministry, the way that we live, the way that we exist, like that is our ministry. Our family is our ministry. So God, where do you want our ministry to go? And it was abundantly clear through prayer and the way that God um, lined up so many things and um, and just showed us with, with such clarity and confirmation that he was calling us to go back to Greensboro um, or in back to North Carolina, where our relationship started, um, back to where my ministry started with Christian hip hop, back to where I got saved, back to the place that I was actually following my wife to, to begin with, that ultimately ended our relationship. Um, but then God restored our relationship. God restored our, our marriage. And God is putting us in a position right now where we're going to reset. And we're not going to lose progress. We're not going to lose our resources. We're not going to lose any, lose any achievements, or achievements or any accomplishments. But God gets to pause us right? He gets to allow us to minimize and we can, and we can get rid of things that we don't need and we can bless others that don't have them. And God's given us a time to optimize or we can look at our resources and our finances and say, what else can we do to serve the kingdom? And then ultimately God's going to, to upgrade us. God's giving us this time even now to shut it down so that we can quietly spend time praying together to build our marriage, that we can spend time focusing on our children, that we can spend time focusing on the plan that God has for us moving forward. So I would pray and I would hope that all of you take the opportunity that I hope and that just that and I, I just know that all the other speakers that will speak this week that are speaking into your life that are speaking to your spirit. I pray that you're receptive of it. Right. There's no there's the most you know, people can't physically be in this location. I know uh, I know our, our family at World Victory will be you know, a few of them will be in the building. But I pray that the spirit of God is with you wherever you hear this message. I pray that our conviction starts to settle in our hearts and we start to understand and we start to listen and know that even if the world shuts down, we can choose to keep running. Right. The world can shut down and we can choose to keep going about our day. We can choose to keep going about our normal processes or we can allow God's process to reign. We can allow God's process to dictate the way that we handle this situation. So I just want to say that I pray that you trust the process. I pray that you allow God to minimize your situation. I pray that you allow God to optimize your resources and that if we endure this process, you'll be ready for an upgrade. So I want to thank everybody. Um, I really appreciate the opportunity. Like I said, here soon, we'll be having more opportunities to fellowship with you in person. Um, and I just want to say God bless you all. And thank you. Um, thank you, Pastor Starks, Bishop Starks, for the opportunity um, and, and, and Shandi as well. And um, I just thank you so much for, for the opportunity and all the love from Delaware to Greensboro, North Carolina. God bless you.
Who you are 